We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy. What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lennon Burton, how you doing, man? Man, look, first off, I gotta apologize to the fans, because it is not Schubert's fault, it is my fault that you guys are getting this episode on a Monday. Got straight up, I just gotta call a spade a spade, bro. Like, it's my fault, man. But look, you're getting two episodes this week, on the Monday and on the Friday, and look, pitch is coming back this Friday, so... We made a mistake, but we're going to make up for it. So just that, I just wanted to say that before we start off, because some of the references we might say, people will be like, hmm, this just happened a day ago. How did y'all record this? <laughs> how, how does this make some time skips? You know what I mean? Shooter, but no. Yeah. Just had to, call, just had to tell them what's what. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, a, it's all good, man. I'm just glad we're getting to do the podcast and talk about some of these things. But I am mad at you, and I'm mad at you for this reason. Because you didn't go see It Chapter 2, and my ass had to go watch that scary movie. <laughs> I'm so glad one of us saw it, though. And that was kind of the main reason why this pod got late. Because first off, we were gonna, we were, we, we've been talking about what to do with Titans. And I don't know if we're going to do it like we did it this week where we review it. You know, we might wait till our own schedule. It just depends. But I watched Titans, and I was like, yo, we got to talk about this. I'm, I'm hyped. And then, like, with my new job... I didn't get a chance to go to the movies. Not blaming it on the new job, just blaming it on myself because I went home and went to sleep. Like I was exhausted AF. So yeah, man, I just didn't get a chance to do it because like fucking school job and pods been kicking my ass. But don't worry, I'm back on my shit now. It's all good. I'm gonna try and break it down the best I can at the end, uh, right before we break down the season premiere of Titans. Oh, bro, I got a lot. Huh? <laughs> DC. <laughs> I tried to pull a fast one on us. <laughs> hey, oh, just, man. Just because y'all have some hot fire coming, don't give us that hot garba boo boo before, <laughs> before, before the fire comes. Like, Jesus. Like, oh my gosh. I, 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 I thought it. I really did think it was interesting how, like, it really did, like, mesh a lot of what we had predicted, you and I, of yes. what this episode was going to be. Like, bro, we called it to a T. The only yeah. thing the only thing that you were wrong about was the time skip. And the only thing I was wrong about was the, the amount of time. Like, she would, I, I still thought we were going to get 30 minutes of, like, new shit. <laughs> it was what you said. Like, 10 minutes at the end. I told you. I told you. But we'll talk Jesus. about it more. We'll talk about Fucking it more. Let's, I, th- I think we're ready to go. So let's, uh, without any further ado, let's just go ahead and get started. Alright, so the first thing that I want to talk about, we got like a, a bunch of trailers because there really wasn't any news this week, but luckily yeah, we did much. we did get some trailers that were really interesting. The first one I thought was a really captivating, like it's one of those movies that or, or trailers that when I saw it right away, I'm like, oh god, what is this gonna be? And it was <laughs> Taika Watiti, Jojo Rabbit. And it starts out with just like these little kid it's kids in Nazi camp. And as a person who's, like, always really been fascinated with, like, World War II history, like, the idea of 
the a little kid Nazi camp and seeing like the I, World War Two and Hitler through the eyes of like a ten year old is completely fascinating to me. And, and so this trailer was just com- really really interesting. Taika Waititi's playing Hitler as yeah. this kid's imaginary friend, and man, like this just really looks interesting. And yeah. he ends up. He's like a, a Nazi who ends up finding a Jewish girl in his house. It's, yep. it's crazy. And like it, it, she was in the attic, and he was like, he, he, she was like, guess who? And he was like, like a Jew, and she's like, God bless you. <laughs> and I, I thought that was like, 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 way to bring some levity to the situation. But no, man, this trailer looked very interesting. This looks like it's like. You remember how we were talking about how there hasn't been many of those award season movies? Well, here's an, here's one if it comes out this year. Like, like we're starting to see more trailers for these late award season pushes, and like I'm excited to see some of those trailers for some of those movies. And I just feel like this one's gonna be one of those darlings come award season. I didn't even think of it that way. I just kind of thought of this as, you know, I. I I guess Taika Waititi is the kind of guy who is going for Oscars now, but you know, with a lot of the things that I've been seeing recently of Taika Waititi that haven't been, you know, the Thor Marvel stuff was what he was doing kind of indie with like what what we do in the shadows. So yeah, like I kind of see a lot of those influences in this movie because like this is not a franchise. This is not a historical World War II film. This is a satire about Little Nazis with a lot with a really star-studded cast, so I really think yeah. this is going to be interesting when it comes around. Maybe it will be a, a a big contender for the Oscars. No, I'm look, man. I'm excited for this movie. I think some cool stuff could really come from this movie, and like I, I just think like like you said, the concept is so interesting. In the Sea Type with T, step outside the blockbuster realm. It's like okay, I'm really interested. In this movie. Let's see what you got, Taika, because like. I'm excited, and I can't wait to see what what this movie what comes about from this movie. Yeah, well, the yeah. next trailer I want to roll to is Michael B. Jordan probably trying to go for his Oscar in Just Mercy, where he plays a lawyer in Alabama representing African American death row inmates. Yeah, man. Look, okay, so. I, this this looks interesting. You know how I feel. I don't like slave movies, but this is not one of those types of movies. First no. thing first, Michael B. Jordan's going for his Oscar. We see Jamie Foxx in this. Some Brie of Larson. The scenes, Brie Larson, yes. Some of the scenes with Michael B. Jordan looks like it's in 2019, while other scenes look like the <laughs> 1960s. That's all I'm going to say negative about the trailer. My boy was looking like he was in 2019 trying to be a lawyer for Barack Obama in one scene when he was in D.C., and then in the next scene it was the 1960s. That's all I gotta say about that. But and 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 like to, I guess to clarify because I do kind of know a little bit about the story because it's in it's in Alabama. It was in Montgomery. It was in like the nineties. Okay, okay. So it's not so in like, the nineteen sixties. So like it's not way back, but it's also like not now. You know. Okay, well that makes a little more sense. Why it's just like some of the scenes in Alabama made it look really like nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies. Yeah, it just gave off those vibes. That's all I'm saying. But look, if Michael B. Jordan's going for this Oscar, I'm gonna go check this out. Brie Larson, Jamie Foxx, Michael B. We always said for him to get to that next, for him to not be Will Smith, for him to be Denzel, but even to be Will Smith, because Will Smith had Ali. You got to do something like this. Yeah, I mean, I think that this could be a really 
standout drama role for him uh, with a ensemble cast like that. If he can really stand out, that's that's kind of how you make your shine. The, exactly. the people who stand out in the ensemble casts. And he has to like, cause look, I'm gonna say this. You don't think he was a little hot that Christopher Nolan didn't call him to be in Tenet? Not no shade on John David Washington, but I'm just saying. You don't think Michael B was like, yo, dog? I'm I'm the new I'm the hot youngster. Like me and yeah, Adam Driver. Like, we're the hot like, young boys. He's like Michael B. Jordan's like, wait, wait. Where did where did Denzel Washington's son come from? Exactly. Like, like, and why no, is he taking all of my roles? <laughs> that's my thing. Like, you got to shine. Like, because John David Washington, if he kills it as tenant and then goes and be Harvey Dent, yo, that dude's like, sorry, Michael. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We've been really high on Michael B. Jordan on the pod. We may be, like, leaning towards John David Washington. I'm just, I'm just saying. And then, look, if Adam Driver doesn't come correct, with uh, Star Wars, Robert Pattinson, don't let him kill Tenet and then kill Batman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't sleep on that uh, that Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> the, all the, all Henry. the yep. So, uh, Adam Driver mm-hmm. and Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan better come correct to finish out the year because they made they won twenty nineteen uh, <laughs> or twenty eighteen. They may not win twenty twenty and twenty nineteen. I believe in Adam Driver. <laughs> I'm just saying, hold your spots, boys. Hold your fucking spots. I was at a party the other day and someone was trashing Adam Driver as Kylo Ren and I was like defending oh, him real hard. Salty. So <laughs> I know you got salty. That's the that's the that's the boy, bro. Like yeah, I was like, if, if there was any good casting, it was uh, Adam, Adam Driver. Dr- exactly. Like that's some of the best in new Star Wars. And look, Michael B. If you are listening to this, if you if somebody in your clique is listening to this, you're still our guy. We still yeah. love you. I'm just saying, JDW catches up. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, uh, but no, nah, I, I digress. Well, let's go from talking about Michael B. Jordan, one of the new stars, to one of the old stars, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence back for Bad Boys for Life. Bro. What do you think? think? Oh, they need to <laughs> hang it up, up, man. Like, look, shout out to our guy Josh McCougar because when he came on the pod, he was hyped for this. I'm a fan of the Bad Boys franchise, but Bad Boys 2 was so long ago. Like, Martin Lawrence... It's like I don't want to say it seems like he's washed up because I don't think like I don't I don't want to think that. But you, when when you get an an actor that was at this light or whatever, and now you see him in this light, it just seems like he's I don't want to say just washed, but like I I don't know how else to describe it, Schubert. And I know you know what I'm saying, but I just can't put it in the words right now. Like it just. It didn't look good. Like, his jokes didn't hit for me. And it's like, Will, I see you flying through the air like Superman. But, bro, I know you can't really be doing all that. Like, what are you doing? Like, Hey, well, we got to believe in Gemini, man. <sighs> I, but maybe Ann Lingle directed better. Like, this just doesn't, it's not believable in this. Like, I wanted to see some gritty cop shit. Like, let's see how they age. Like, I don't want to see them doing the same thing they did fucking 15 years ago. Like, I don't know. I just feel like this looks cheesy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing other Hobbs and Shaw, and I don't want that from the Bad Boys franchise. Well, yeah, I feel like this is pretty much, and I hate that because, like, I really don't understand, like, why, why Will Smith would be okay with that. But I guess, I guess people do hate on that he has been in cheesy movies before, even though I love some of those movies. And uh, some of them I don't think were cheap. Like Wild Wild West, me and you both do not think that was a bad Will Smith movie. Wild Wild West was a phenomenal movie. I don't know. <laughs> 
what anybody talking about. I still like that movie to this day. But this, to me, that that was adventurous, man. Will Smith is a cowboy, and I know people will be like, wow, Will Smith is a cowboy is adventurous to you. But this shit isn't adventurous. This is the same shtick. From, this is no growth. No growth. This I, is, it, I, I, I hate to say Jimmy it's a cash grab, but it pretty much is a cash grab. Like, that's my thing. Like, it seems like Will, for every dope project he does, he has to do another one that's just like for the money. And it's like, he don't need that. Yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know. Legend. I feel like they were just like, okay, well, let's just mail this in. Everyone or it wants been this. For, now, wait, it could have been for Martin. Now, if he did it for Martin, getting money, then that's different. Like, I, I respect it on that level. But, like. Well, we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know exactly. But my thing is just like, I don't, I, I didn't feel they needed this. Like either one of them, like they're legends. They could have done other stuff. Like I don't know. I just want more from Will Smith at this age. And like if Martin Lawrence is trying to get him back in acting, like I get why he's doing this. But like I don't know. I just, I just after doing something adventurous like Genie and and like like doing something that like maybe and Gemini maybe, Man and then Gemini exactly seeing something like Gemini Man it seems like you're the older action star the but, older and, star. yeah and I mean it was it really it was really starting to seem like okay well Will Smith is like getting back into it like we're starting to see taken like, serious consistently yeah. in films that are like not cheesy not corny like real gonna make a lot of money like we got to go out and see exactly and like I thought he was gonna start making a push for Oscar stuff like you're getting older bro like you you got his like Start diver, like start doing other cementing you know, your legacy. Yeah, and like, but he already is a legend. But, but I think he is to, a legend. Yeah, we, not maybe not cementing your legacy, but like, once you achieve once you achieve legend status, if you start to do cheesy shit and like dumb shit and fu- it can hurt your legacy as a legend. You'll always be a legend, but we'll just remember you, you differently than we did when you didn't do all that other cheesy shit. You know what I mean? Like it just I don't want to say it tarnishes it, but it just knocks a little knocks you down in legend status like once you're there you're always there you never get dropped below legend status but it's just like however high we had you and i put you a little lower on the, among the legends yeah i mean I, I agree but we'll see how it goes for bad boys for life i don't, I don't remember when it said it was coming out like christmas time something like that i don't even know <laughs> like that shows you how much know. i cared like i could find out real quick but for some, but while you look at that up, I'll start talking about something that is coming out in a couple weeks, and I guess we'll talk about here on the pod. January twenty twenty. My bad. Okay, January twenty twenty. Well, this what we're talking to talk about next comes out, I think, September twentieth, and it's between two ferns, the Zach Galifianakis internet show turned Netflix movie. <laughs> what is this going to be about, Schubert? <laughs> it's going to be the show where Zach Galifianakis. I guess interviews actors and like really annoys them, but I mean I feel like it's all acting, and like I just it's gonna be completely goofy and ridiculous, and it's perfectly set for Netflix. You know, I think that this is gonna be something that people are gonna be like, let's just watch Zach Galifianakis do some nonsense for a little while on Netflix. So, but it's not it's in, in movie form. What does that mean? Does it mean like? It's not going to Pretty be- much he's taking the TV, the, 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 not the TV, the, he's pretty much taking the internet show on the road. Oh, okay, so he's still doing the same thing. It's, see, yeah. I thought he was going to make up fake characters, like, it's still going to be real actors. Like Yeah, him, John like, Hamm, Brie Larson, like, a ton of people. Like, okay, a li- cool. well, then giant list. I'm definitely going to watch this soon. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be funny. Uh, Will Ferrell's in it. Yeah, yeah, lots of people. Word. Well, good good for uh, Zach Galifianakis. Love to see him win, because he was, like, one of those new-age comedy stars that, like, 
everybody from the hangover. Well, no one's really watched baskets and apparently it's good. Yeah, that's true too. But like I'm saying from everybody from the hangover, like Bradley Cooper obviously obviously did the best. I'd say I'd say Ed Helms maybe more for cult comedy fans did good, but like Zach Galifianakis is probably second, would you say, behind uh behind Bradley Cooper? Well, what puts Ed Helms ahead is the office. Yeah, like, that in that yeah. so like big time known is that he was you know on the on the office. Uh where Zach He had some is, movies but not he has some movies that are really funny, but some of them are also really corny. Um you didn't like Dude and, yeah, and he also and, oh dude, I love Dude. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I was gonna say I, I like Dude too. Uh, I love Dude. Um shoot. I love That's the only one the, that I can think of, like off the top. Oh, uh, I love the one where he's like with Kristen Wiig and they're like ro- they're oh, going yeah, across. The you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah the Robin the Bank. Masterminds. That movie. movie Masterminds. Oh, it's a good one. Yes, but he yeah, he has some good movies. He has some, he has some good movies, but like the thing you're is, right, Ed Helms has more. Is like he, nobody has really seen Baskets, which has continued. I mean, it's continued on TV. Like I've been trying to watch it recently. I watched the first episode, and it's actually kind of funny because it is Zach Galifianakis doing his thing. But I just don't know like where it's going. Like, so I have to keep Helms watching. Was in, he was in the Office. He was in The Hangover. He was in Vacation. We're the Millers. The I mean, Borax. Vacation is trash. We are the Millers. Good. Tag, uh, Clapper, uh, Father Figures, Cedar Rapids, Captain Underpants, Chappaquiddick. Like, he's been some stuff. Sure. But I really think, like, The Office is what puts him in everyone's, like, the second. Why, yeah, why he's, like, so fr- in front up there. And, of course, like, the other guy, Doug, is only not for <laughs> National Treasure, so. <laughs> yeah, bro. Doug's not even on the list. Like, the hangover I mean, showed you what you thought about Doug. You're forgetting about Ken Jong too. I mean, oh, you gotta kind of count him too. I okay, mean, his well, career kind of blew up big time. Okay, wait. After. Now, 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 putting Ken in consideration, he's second. He might have to be second. I'd say so. He might have to be second over Ed Helms. Yeah. Damn, because because Bradley's definitely number one. Like, for yeah, sure. no, no doubt in our minds. But yeah, no, Ken might be. You know, you're damn right. Oof, good for those guys, man. But uh, next up, we got new Amazon Jack Ryan trailer. This uh, season two is coming November first, twenty nineteen. Jack Ryan's back again. He's going to stop some. It seems like Venezuelan. I don't want to say it's terrorists, like, but like some no, no. Regime. It's pretty much. It's it's pretty much kind of like it's grounded in our rea- own reality where Venezuela is kind of in the the state that they're in, and Russia is like giving them weapons, and Jack Ryan's like, we can't like get, have the Russians. Give them weapons. He's like, if the Venezuelans get nukes, then we're fucked. We will know we we'll know when the Venezuelans get nukes when we're dead. Like something like that. Yeah, I remember I heard some like some crazy line like that, like, we gotta watch out because this is this is the end game, boys, or some 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 shit like that. Yeah. So. Okay, word. Well I'm down to see my our boy Jim. Come back, John Krasinski. You know, I still yeah, wanted to be. You, I still wanted to go DC. And I, I didn't finish that first season, but you really enjoyed the the season, first season of Jack Ryan, huh? Wait, you didn't see, bro? Both Amazon shows have come out while I was at your house, and I've watched both in a night. Yes. Jesus, I forgot you didn't watch Jack Ryan because of that. Yes, season one was good, man. Plus, we got our, my boy from the uh, Wire, New Orleans actor Wendell Pierce, 
and uh, hopefully we can get him on the pod because like I would really love to talk to him about Blue Jack Ryan and the rock in the wire. But nah, man, I'm excited for this. All right, yeah, me too. One hundred percent. Well, next up, Patty Jenkins signs uh, on with Netflix. First look to produce series and TV. I mean, to produce series and movies. She signs a first look deal. No, I think to- it's just. I think it's just a TV series. Oh well, okay. Well, I thought it was movie and TV, but okay. Word. Well, we'll, we'll go with Schubert's info to, to uh, produce a series. It's kind of similar to the same deal as Matt Reeves. This doesn't interfere with any of her DC commitments or her Warner Brothers commitments. This is just for original content. She has to go to Netflix first, but like she can still do all the DC stuff in any blockbuster films. Just original content has to go to Netflix first. I mean, Netflix is getting it getting it going, man. Look, bro, they, they got to compete with Disney somehow. They got to. And I if mean, they're like, going to be like the indie house, like the, the house for creatives to do original R-rated content, that's how they're going to win. Like, or at least stay afloat because HBO is doing it too. But, I mean, at least this will be a way for them to make it director friendly. And like, because, I mean, shoot, what's it? Martin Scorsese's there. You got Matt Reeves. You got Patty Jenkins. Like, they're going to make good content. And this is the stuff to keep them afloat. Yeah, for sure. I think that this is and the Russo brothers are there too. Yeah, I mean, it's it, well. These are all the moves that Netflix needs to make, and the, and they're doing yeah. the right thing. So, because if because if HBO is going to go for star actors, uh, Disney's going for IP. I mean, what way to compete besides going with directors? Exactly. Like Netflix can. Just, they, they already have need, Shonda Rhimes too. I forgot Netflix has Shonda yeah, Rhimes. Yeah, I do have Shonda Rhimes, and that's probably going to be big time. Like, I think and the next big Shonda show is going to be a Netflix show, you know? It is. It has to be. It's going to be. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, sure. yeah, no, yeah, no, 100%. Like, she signed that big deal with them. And I believe, I don't want to say Ava DuVernay did too, but something like a bunch, they've been signing a bunch of directors and, like, that content's just being slowly made. But that's going to drop very soon, like, a lot of it. Like, the Shonda show's coming. I'm kind of curious what Shonda would do next. She's done Hospitals. She's done Washington. Mm-hmm. She's done lawyers. Would she do cops? I guess she would do cops. Maybe I don't know. That's a t- that's a tough topic to do right now. Yeah, it is. But I mean, it, the cops are always a good one. I don't. I don't think Shonda would do a drug dealing show. No. Like I would like to see Shonda's version of The Wire. I would, which is like a cops, but like take it from different perspectives of the like basically do a city show. And take each, but I mean, people would say she's biting the wire, but I would love to see her take on it. What if she did like a Hollywood one? That'd be interesting. That'd be very different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, that, it's gonna be interesting well, that, to see what she does. That's a completely different conversation. We were talking about Patty Jenkins. And yeah, her, I have no idea. Patty Jenkins and what she's gonna do with whatever series she does. That's what I'm saying. I have no idea what Patty J is gonna do, but it's it's probably easier to predict Shonda just because we have knows what realm she's in. Patty going to TV, we don't necessarily know what she did, what she can do. But I'm, we're definitely gonna watch the trailer and try try to support it as long as the trailer doesn't lead us astray. But as of now, we're excited. Next well, I up. just think that the big story here is that Netflix is getting big names to attach to projects. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is how they're staying afloat. This is their way to combat the other streaming services. So good on them. Next up, our boy Ewan McGregor, a.k.a. Obi-Wan, a.k.a. Black Mass. Oh, Schubert, we're missing a trailer, but we'll talk about it right after this. Dr. Sleep trailer dropped. Schubert, what would you think of that? Yo, thank God I watched The Shining because now I'm hyped for this. Ooh, this, see, you told me I didn't have to watch it, you douche. 
Yo, watch it. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna need to watch it now, like, because I didn't know. I don't know much about the Doctor Sleep story, but he, it looks like he is gonna go back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a new girl who's kind of like you really. Who's like him? You gotta understand like what the shining is or whatever. So like that's is it probably like a like power. Either. It's kind of like a power. I think it's more of like a clairvoyance than anything else, you know. But well, it, with, with the trailer showed me was like these power people, these evil power people are coming to fight these human power people, and like <laughs> that's kind of what I took it as. Am I am I off? Kind of, yeah. It's almost like um, these magic. It's almost like vampires that suck magic. Ooh, they're okay. coming to like suck the magic out of like these these people, and then they're gonna go back to the hotel to defend themselves by using all of the deep evil energy of that hotel. Oh, so they're not gonna fight them with their powers. They're gonna fight them with another evil entity. They're just gonna fight them within an evil space, I suppose. Okay, 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 cool. Well, yeah, I'm gonna watch The Shining to get ready for this because it looks super su- scary too. Got to support our boy Ewan McGregor, man. Like we, we he's Obi Wan and he's Black Mask. Schubert, <laughs> he's in everything. <laughs> well, Schubert, we got to talk about this trailer because I saw it online. I didn't have to go watch it to see. Oh, it. You, but yeah, you're you talking s- about the 15 second thing before <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, talk about for it, Birds of Prey. This will lead into our DC topics before we finish, before we get down the line, because there's a bunch of like small DC stories that y- y- we didn't put in the notes, but we got to talk about them. This is one of them. Right. I, think, I-, I thought this trailer was, it- it- okay, you don't get to know much about the movie, but I thought it looked very visually interesting. And But where's you in Black Mass Mask, bro? Like, I need I need the Black Mass Mask. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think that this really answered many questions. It just None at all. some glimpses of what this might be. And, I think, like, and also they said we're getting the full trailer come Joker. That makes more sense. I think that would be the perfect pairing, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Then I guess I'd, I'd rather just wait for that because I just – it it was up and then it was gone. Like that's how it felt for me. And because it was at the end of all those other previews, we were like, oh, my gosh, like let's get to it already because I'm already going to have to be here for three hours. <laughs> well, yeah, no, they, they – the only thing the trailer that you could take away is Harley Quinn's gonna have her hyenas in this. But other than that, yeah, <laughs> can't take much else away from that. But speaking on uh, Harley Quinn, let's get to Joker. Joker just won an award at the Venice Film Festival. She really got a standing ovation for eight minutes. Does this excite you more for Joker? Question mark. Um, I mean, it makes me more confident that it's going to be a good film. I don't know about how it excites me within what Joker is. Uh, it's I, like what we said, man. Like we we said it two months ago, and like I know we were all upset, DC fans. Like, yes, they're pandering to us, but like if they give us a good movie, man, like I'm not gonna be upset. I'm not like because I watched King of Comedy, I've watched Taxi Driver, and I'm like, yo, I I'm excited for this because if it's gonna be like. The idea of the Joker and like the uh, the quote unquote character of him, but going through kind of the King of Comedy taxi driver route. Let's go, bro! Like I'm, a, I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely gonna be something where we see a really amazing acting performance, um, a big story 
I guess. I mean, I don't really know where to go with this because, like, I because, like, yeah, it's going to be really cool and really dramatic and really spectacularly. It's going to be the critics are going to love it. For me, I'm just going to be like, okay, this. I know this movie's good. Maybe it's. I, I, it's just got to strike me because, like, for right now, I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm going to watch it. I'm excited to see it because it's going to be a good movie, but, like... You got to see it for yourself like, to hit you that way. It's That, and it's not, like, anything that I'm, like, too hyped about because it, it wasn't a Joker movie more so as it is just, like, a movie that features the name. I, I don't know. Oh, no, I feel you because we talked about that months ago. Like, I said that it was just going to be pandering to DC fans. And my, I still don't know. I still, I, I, I'm still holding out reserve but you're absolutely right like i don't think it's gonna be him as the like i don't think we're gonna see him fall into a toxic bad i don't think we're gonna see ace chemicals i don't think we're gonna see any of these joker no, no. things but i what i, well, I mean think i don't is, i think I just, he kills bruce yeah. wayne i think he kills uh batman's family i do think that maybe like i i, I really think that like i think that's gonna be the big quote-unquote tire to the quote-unquote batman lore or whatever uh yeah maybe so that, maybe that's my prediction you know so but also Robert Pattinson's been doing interviews he's been out in the scene talking about Batman just getting people excited and a report came out that Mahershala Ali was what met let me not say supposed to met with Matt Reeves to be Jim Gordon before he took the role of Blade it's no longer thinking that he's gonna get it now that he is Blade but Schubert with that being in mind we heard that Jamie Foxx was being looked at. Does this black Jim Gordon? Are you excited for that? Like, are you are you? And they also said that they want a, a person of another ethnicity ethnicity to be Catwoman, so we could still hold out for your Latina Catwoman. Are you excited for some of these things leading up to Matt Reeves? Also, Robert Pattinson's comments how he's excited to be Batman and how he's been trying to get this role for years. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for Robert Pattinson doing his thing. I think that this is going to be a big role for him, and I think he's going to do a good job. Uh, Jim Gordon, Jamie Foxx is kind of like a weird direction I would go <laughs> with Jim Gordon. Yes, like he's different than Marshall Ali. For sure. Um. I mean, I don't really care what color. J- Jim Gordon is, but like I don't, I just don't really know if like Jamie Foxx fits the mo that I'm thinking of. But no, I guess either. we are going for a younger Batman too. That is true, but like I still think Robert Pattinson's going to be as broody as ever. <laughs> like I don't think that's going to change about the Batman. No, no, no. Yeah, I think Robert Pattinson's going to do a great job. Like, it's, yeah, like I think that. I think that he was someone that even before he was an actual candidate people already thought would be a good one because i think that I, I was already hearing people talk about him in in batman a few years before he was actually like cast cast or like thought of to be cast you know no i feel you and my thing is look when i say black jim gordon like yeah you're right i don't care about the race but it'd just be interesting to me if we got like a didn't like Denzel is Jim Gordon. Like I know that's not prop. I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. But if we're looking at people like Mahershala, let's swing for the fences, man. Like Forrest Whitaker, come be Jim Gordon. I'd much rather you than Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it. It just really 
the age thing is what's getting me right now. Is like, how old is this Jim Gordon got to be? Like, I guess, like, if this Batman is going to be 30, then this one, I feel like he's even got, he could be even be younger than that. Like, he's got to, he's got to be young enough to not have a 16 year old daughter. But also, he has to be young and he has to be old enough to where he was a young cop when Batman was nine and his and his parents got shot. So he has to yeah, be in his 20s. He could be, he could be 45 then. Okay, well, I guess that's what's okay. I agree with you between the ages of like 45 and 55. Yeah, something 50, like that. 55 at the oldest. So I guess then Jamie Foxx could fit that MO. Yeah, no, but, he's good. Uh, but he's, uh, he's a little more comedic to me than. Then the like the role of Jim Gordon is kind of as serious as Batman. Well, maybe not as serious as Batman, but like as integral. He's he's a straight character. He's not a he's not a comedic character. Yeah, I mean it's just not the direction that I would take it. It's Jamie Fox, but no, me I, either. I I like, just, that's why I like the Mahershala route. Yeah, I mean I just haven't really. I I, I don't know. I have to think about who you would cast to be Jim Gordon if you had to pick. An African American actor because like I just don't know. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And in between the ages of forty five and fifty five, or someone a, who could pass that. And 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 the crazy thing is that some of the people I would think of are already casted in the DC universe, like Idris Elba. Idris, he, yeah. he, he Idris could have did it. He's between the, that category. Sure. Idris is already in Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. So, but let's get to the next topic. Continue on the news. That was our little DC sidebar. We'll talk more DC stuff as we get down to the end. But Kevin James is set to star and executive produce a multi-camera comedy that has been ordered to series at Netflix. Variety has learned that the title, The Crew, the series is set in a NASCAR garage. James will play a crew chief. When the owner steps down and passes the team off to his daughter, James finds himself at odds with the tech-reliant millennials she starts to bring in to modernize the team. Schubert, are you excited for this show, The Crew? Uh, I just thought that this was kind of an an interesting little thing. I feel like now it was even brought up in Pitch It where we were talking about, you know, workplace comedies and like what is the next workplace that's going to be taken into a sitcom at and now oh, we're taking it to NASCAR. And uh, we'll see what, how Kevin James does with that. Kevin James, no stranger to sitcoms. And no, not at Netflix all. Netflix after... I think Netflix canceled the ranch, so now they need another another sitcom, sitcom to bring up. Especially since they're losing the office and all those 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 comedic workplace shows. So this That's will be true, interesting. This will be interesting to see with Kevin James because there's a firefighter show out right now, but it's kind of in the reign of Reno 911. But it's a uh, it's Tacoma 911 with the Tacoma fire staff. So that's another workplace comedy. Good to see uh, Netflix getting into that ballpark. We'll see what Kevin James can do. Yeah, and I'm gonna, it's more AP Bio than uh, – or AP Bio or uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine than some BS ABC workplace. You know what I mean? I hope it's like a little edgier and, and not more kiddie. Yeah, it's more family-friendly, I guess, the word I should say. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be Kevin James's comedy, so however you feel about Jim, Kevin James. That is true because he is – yeah, you got a good point. Because he is the showrunner. Yeah. Oh, man. But, but yeah. He was the lead actor. Oh, I don't know if he's, he's, a, he's was set oh. to star and executive produce. Yeah, produce. Yeah. Okay. Well, damn. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I'm going to talk about another workplace comedy, my movie on the rise that we, that we both like. So yeah, no, it's really excited good. to talk about that later. 
Um, Goran Viznik and Claudia Domit, who were on Timeless, which was a show that I really enjoyed and I mentioned a lot on this podcast, are going to join the cast of The Boys for season two. Bro. So I'm kind of excited about that. Look, I think we're going to get season two probably by, like, summer next year because, like, season two is filming, like... They've been going since the season one has been released. Like I, this is one of the shows that like at least Twitter is hype about. Like I don't know how hype the real like because obviously the Twitter world and the internet's totally separate from the real world. But I know that this show is the most streamed show that Amazon has like done in like release week. Like this show has hype behind it. Like Carl Urban to me with this role showed why he should be getting more blockbusters. Like he is the man. Like I can't wait for the boys season two and to add more talent supposedly expanding the universe because of the comics and other superhero teams they have. I can't wait to see this. Hopefully we get more Black Noir in season two. For sure. And what uh, what really interested me about this is that I, did, and I didn't realize is that Eric Kripke, who is one of the creators who brought the show to Amazon, is also created Timeless. So that's Ooh. probably why there's a spillover. So Good on this Ooh, okay. guy. He, he also he also created Supernatural, which is one of the most successfully running shows ever. Good for him. Oh, so good for I, him. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say this in the DC branch, but Peter Capaldi, you may know him as the Doctor from Doctor Who, joined the Suicide Squad as an unknown casting, as well as Nathan Fillion. They believe that Peter Peter Capaldi might be Simon, the mind controller, because he just cut his hair bald, or they're thinking. Uh, the one of the generals or whatever from uh, that's the villains from the Doom Patrol, but people don't really know, they're just speculating. But Peter Capaldi and Nathan Fillion have joined the cast of the Suicide Squad. So he's Fillion. gonna be Sinestro, maybe who knows? Some people maybe. said Simon, I would like to see Simon in this, but what I, do you I, think Nathan Fillion's gonna be? <laughs> it's a villain, like oh man, Nathan I, Fillion as a villain, huh. Okay. Nathan Fillion might be like one of those generals that are like running the Suicide Squad. I don't know, man. He's not Rick Flagg because old Rick Flagg's coming back. But I don't know who Nathan Fillion can be, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know at all. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. But our final story of the day is This Is Us meet star Milo Ventimiglia. Milo Ventimiglia has been tapped to play famed daredevil Evil Knievel in an upcoming limited series from USA titled Evil. The series will follow Knievel as he prepares for one of his greatest death-defying feats, the historic Snake River Canyon Jump. Production is expected to begin in 2020, and episode count has not been set yet. Good for Milo, man, because he's been trying to get a DC role as Nightwing. He even tried for Batman this last time, but DC told him he was too old, which, I mean, look... Milo, look, you, you boomed at the wrong time. You were a great actor. They didn't give you a shot. But you are a little too old to be Batman or You could have tried to be Moon Knight. Yo, he should have tried for that. But I don't think he wanted to fall under those Marvel constraints. But he could have. He, he would have been a damn good Moon Knight. He still could do it. He still could do it. I mean, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we shall. But Evil Knievel, good for him. He's going to do some acting here. Yeah, I think this is kind of an interesting series. Like, I really am kind of fascinated by Evil Knievel. I've never really seen, like, a a good proper biopic. Or story, yeah. Or story about him. So, let's be cool. I, I wonder if we're going to, I wonder if Evil Knievel is going to be one of those types of the stuntmen, the, the stereotypical stuntmen that are going to have those, like, is he going to be an alcoholic? Like, I want to know. Oh, yeah, for the, sure. Like, one of the what the things are about Evil Knievel and it, it, how Milo uh, 
portrays that. So that's what I'm saying. He's gonna he's gonna do some serious acting in this. Hopefully, it's a good show. USA's cool. USA has the center, and the center is damn good. So yeah. So well, but that's all I that's all we got for news this week, Shuby. Yeah, well, let's go to the box office. Holding it down at number five is The Lion King. Jesus, um, still? Yeah. Good for you. Um, at number four is Overcomer. Oh, that's and, that Christian movie. Yeah. And, uh, hey, I didn't know Sony was part of that. Me neither. Sony, Sony, getting that money. <laughs> um, they need it, shit. Yeah, they need it. <laughs> Make a good Spider-Man. Miles Morales. All right. You shall see. Anyway, number three is the good boy. Is good boys. Good for Seth Rogen. Good one for, of the, good for them. One, one of the most solid films this year. Yeah, one uh, of the best films this year. Honestly, we, we mentioned our boy Josh McCuga. He said this is his favorite film of the year so far, along with the movie The Peanut Butter Falcon, which I talked about a couple weeks back, which I really need to go see because I've heard that it is phenomenal. Look, Schubert, we talked about how Good Boys is, like, up there, man. This movie was really, like, in a year no, of not great movies. Like, this movie stood out. And it's crazy because last year it was a, another kid-centric movie that really stood out to us. Yeah, yeah mid-'90s. And it was so, – it, the funny thing is it was by Jonah Hill last year, this year Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think it's it, it, it really shows a lot that we're getting these classic funny men – to direct movies that really cut emotionally for people, yeah, especially with mid-90s. kids. Yeah, no, true, true. And it's also crazy because those were kind of the people who made the movies that we liked our coming-of-age stories, for example, Superbad. And, like, it's funny how, as we've gotten older, we're still connected with those types of th- those those creators like seth rogan and jonah hill so good on them man this movie was freaking great yeah and number two angel has fallen oh my god people are still digging this stuff oh my gosh you, you you people are the reason why we're getting a shitty bad boys movie that's all i have to say <laughs> the people who want to go watch angel has fallen and giving it 53 million four hundred and sixty thousand five hundred and one dollars worldwide good on you fuckers I some people, know, I, some I people love cheesy movies, and that's like their bag for real. Watch that! I'm not hating on that. Watch that shit on TV. <laughs> like, just don't let that shit go to theaters. So maybe Will Smith will give us better fucking movies. Like, what is Morgan Freeman doing in Angels Falling, bro? Like, what is Morgan doing? <laughs> he's another one just chasing the fucking bag. Like, oh, y'all chasing the bag. You don't need the bag at this point. Like, Gerard Butler, what are you doing? Like, I know this you're is not a brother's franchise, bro. This is his thing. He's doing his thing. What is he going to do, 300 again? <laughs> Fuck it, man. Whatever. I'm just ranting about no. not liking these fucking cheesy movies. Well, number one is It Chapter 2, and it made a ton of money. Good for It. <laughs> Let's get to the movie on the rise. Let's go, Shuby. I don't know what mine is this week, to be honest. You don't? No, I really don't. Well, it's it's been a really weird week because there really hasn't been any big movies besides it, of course. And as there's a bunch of TV shows that are about to start up, but they're just a week away. Um, But what I want to talk about for Movie on the Rise is something that I stumbled upon on Hulu this week. I just saw Adam Scott and um, Jane Lynch and 
the uh, the guy from Silicon Valley um, who played Gilfoyle. Yeah. And I just and I see like all these people that I recognize, and I'm like, what is this show? And it was this show called Party Down that was on Stars in 2009. Hilarious. And way before its time. Yeah, it was way before its time, and it like. All the every episode has like some serious guest stars. Like I watched an episode today that had J.K. Simmons in it and Kevin Hart, and it was hilarious. And it had Mindy from Drake and Josh in it too. It was wild. And I don't know, man. That show is great. Like shout out to my boy Jesse Slater slash my guy. He he put me on Party Down. Like Adam Scott is hilarious in it. Freaking Gilfoyle, young Gilfoyle, hilarious. They have the. I forget the the blonde haired dude's name, but he's freaking funny in it. And just the a, show his name's Kyle, I'm pretty sure. Just a good cast of people showing a new style, a different style of workplace comedy. When workplace comedies weren't the hot thing, it kind of stepped outside the box. And Adam Scott just was a pioneer before time. Like that movie, that movie was. I mean, not that movie. That TV show was good, man. Yeah, from like where it was in 2009, that was like the beginning of the the you know the rise of the offices and stuff like that and thirty just kind of parks and recs yeah and and it fell on stars so obviously it kind of you know fell by the wayside not and, a lot of people are in the stars I mean I didn't watch any I didn't know stars had its own programming yeah it does I shout thought it was just TV shows shout out to Fifty Cent Power. I mean not TV shows oh yeah well I knew okay I didn't really realize Power was on stars oh, yeah and, and American and American Gods is on stars too. So that was on Showtime. Uh uh-uh, uh. That, that is uh, American Gods and Stars. I'm like 90% sure. Interesting. interesting. But I do I do have a, a movie on the rise. Uh, Bill, I'm, I'm kind of big in this uh, stand up. I always like to watch stand up when it's good. And uh, we watched the Dave Chappelle stand up. I got to suggest Bill Burr's stand up, Paper Tigers. I'm, I'm, I like Bill Burr. He's a very funny comedian. And I'm going to be checking it out. It comes out, I believe. Tomorrow, when you guys are hearing this, on the 10th, it'll be out. So be sure to check out Bill Burr's Paper Tigers. And if it's not funny, let us know on Twitter. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's all I mean. That's all I really got. I can't really describe stand-up more than that. It's just the comedian about to tell some jokes. Check it out. It might make you laugh. Hopefully it does. All right. Well, moving into discussion, one thing I'll mention is I did see the Door of the Explorer movie. Why did you watch that? Oh man, I kind of wanted to see. I thought it was, okay. I thought it, I was I was interested because like it's something we talked about on the podcast, and I was like, you know, I wonder what it's actually going to be like. Did you pay and money to see it? No, I was. It was a walk-in. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, and it was a uh, it was it wasn't terrible. It was it was good for what it was. If you if you, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was a Nickelodeon movie made by Nickelodeon Films. Like obviously, it was what it was. You know. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing special, but it was nothing. But they had a dude in there that legitimately looked like Mark Del Figolo from Zoe 101. If you remember who that guy was, I, he was I, the guy who was dating Quinn. Oh wait, 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 wait! The uh, the wannabe jock guy. No, he was like the the, the chubby guy. Oh, okay, wait, wait, okay, 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 okay. I know who, 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 who about. how it, who had the monotone voice and was always, and he was always like, like da- a downer and yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Okay. And there was a dude that looked just like him, and I was like, man, Nickelodeon just finding dudes that look like this guy. How did they do Swiper, and how did they do uh, Boots? Swiper, uh, Boots was a monkey that talk? couldn't talk, 
There was a what, scene where like she thought he talked, but it was because she was tripping. What about the the book sack and the map? Um, never really talked except in like you know trippy moments or like pretend moments. Like it was that the moments that were like real were real, but like anything that was like not real was like you know fantasized. Okay, what about Swiper? Was Swiper a human? Swiper was definitely CGI. Oh, that was that was a real the real fox. It was a it was almost like a cartoon fox, pretty much. Honestly, it was pretty. Did it talk? Yeah. So wait, that was the only. It had. It had like. I had to look up who played Swiper because I thought it was Danny Trejo, but I think Danny Trejo played like that one Boots voice. But like that was the voice that came out of it. Like it was like you know. Oh yes, yeah, senor. Like I'm Swiper. And so, wait, was that and that would happen in the real world, not none of the trippy moments. No, yeah, that was what was happening in the real world, for real. And she stopped yeah, it by Benicio saying Swiper del Toro. And she stopped it by saying Swiper no swiping. No, no. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to say Jesus, so Boots can't talk, but Swiper can. He's like, I am Swiper. Like I was like <laughs> <laughs> the hell <laughs> it, it was crazy like that's what i'm saying like those were the questions that we had like i had to get these i had to get the answers to these questions like what was swiper gonna be like like <laughs> these burning oh. questions for the pod you had to get them answered i had to get them answered and i ended up getting them answered but i will say my how is diego always funny and everything diego lane <laughs> i mean it was like it was pretty much trying to be the new Jumanji movie. Oh, okay, okay. Like, that's what it kind of felt like to me, but it was, you know, younger kid, goofy. Okay, okay, I feel Well, let's get into your it. Uh, are you going to do spoiler-free or spoilers? Um, I guess I... Titans. I mean, I don't, I'd rather have someone to talk about it with if I was going to spoiler it. Like, right, we'll, do, we'll do non-spoilers. I'll, 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 do what I, I'll do what I can. Well, no, but, I'll do non-spoilers and we'll spoil it like next week because I'll, I'll, I'll end up watching it this week with my with my lady friend. So you can do non-spoilers. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I'll, I'll see what I can talk about. Well, pretty much, I think that the first movie scared me more with some of the things that Pennywise did. But it chapter two has some scares that are a lot more brutal, and I think they can be because it is more adult. Um, but uh, it is definitely more centric on the story. Was what makes that movie great. It is a good movie, uh, really, really good. Very, very character heavy, and that's what it's supposed to be. It's mainly about these characters from coming back from their past to. Fight it again in the future. The one critique I will say is that they, as much as I did like a lot of the scenes with the kids, it's too much usage of the kids and some of the de-aging technology. Just you know, was definitely hard. Uh, there are some really goofy, bad de-aging stuff with uh, Finn Wolfhard's character mm. because like, he does look so different. No, it's not that. No, I'm saying like actual Finn Wolfhard. Like they took the characters, the kid characters. They have oh, because they oh, because they grew up and they had to de-age them down. No, they no. no oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, okay. because they had more scenes because as the kids, and that's what I'm saying was like a critique of what I'm saying is that they had 
a lot of scenes of the kids where they didn't really need that many scenes of the kids. Ah, uh, okay. They just, they just kept it straight adults. They shouldn't have kept it straight adults because there were some important stuff that we needed to, to get covered with the kids. Mm-hmm. But, like, they could have u- utilized their time more for the adults better because there was a lot of things that could have been explored and I feel like there were a lot of people that we needed to get to and honestly you asked me like if James McAvoy was the big star of it I think that the biggest star of the whole thing was Bill Hader and it, and I don't think that's a slight on James McAvoy I think that's just the direction that the story took story went yeah um and what also, about Jessica okay, Chastain's character? Jessica Chastain was phenomenal. I really liked Isaiah Mustafa in it too. Jay yeah, Ryan. I was about, to ask you about the about the old spice guy. Yeah, he was really good. The standout to me out of the people that you wouldn't expect was James Ranson. He played uh old Eddie, which is uh what what's his name? Dylan James Dylan Glazer. Yeah. You know, okay. You know what I'm John, talking about. Uh, John Dylan. No, Jack Dylan Glazer. Jack Dylan Glazer from Shazam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know how Jack Dylan Glazer is? He is kind of like his own zany, zany character. character. Yeah. And for that guy to come and be the adult version of him and also be such an important role in this in this film. He You're talking if, about every, uh, James, uh, James Razone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. He did a really, really great job. It real well. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely watch it chapter two first to do a spoiler review because that's my bad. I should have watched it this week. And and it, it does really carry strong to a lot of the things in the book. It can't do everything, but it does the best it can with the time that it has. And I think that's something that uh, which I'm gonna call it Stephen King really enjoyed because I think like he that whereas with The Shining with Stanley Kubrick he didn't really necessarily was a fan of it not that he didn't like what well no he didn't like what Kubrick did because it wasn't to the books whereas this is to his books yeah I mean it, it stays pretty true to the book Word. well let's get to let's get to the meat of this week's episode and let's talk about this show I'm trying to get Brian Edward Hill back on the show to talk this season of Titans with us I'm working on that ladies and gents it'll be on bros who binge this time but Schubert let's talk about episode one what did you think, first off? I mean, it was exactly what I was telling you it was going to be. Like, there was a lot more to explore with this whole Trigon thing going on because, like, we had to figure out, like, um, how they were going to get out of it. Like, what was going to be the repercussions of the whole thing. And so, I mean, you had to I, – I, I don't know. I feel like it was trying to – be a season finale but it was also trying to be a season premiere because there was a lot of things that were very finale like but then i could also see why they were also premiere like because a lot of the incorporation of of jason todd into the group activity now because like he was a part of that trigon ending scenario my whole Um, thing is they they sent everybody away so now they're gonna have to explain how everybody comes back i feel like it's gonna be a gradual thing like one comes back at a time well, yeah, I feel like we're going to get things where, you know, we're going to see Starfire going off on her own deal, trying to figure something out with herself. Well, let's hurry, you up. Know? Let's hurry up just to run through the episode, I guess. Well, I mean, not because people can watch. Well, basically, the episode is just they go battle. Dick is still in the dark dimension or whatever in his trigon mode. 
uh, it's like when we left off. Hawk and Dove have to go get Jason Todd. They go get Jason Todd. They meet up with Wonder Girl and Starfire who are outside the portal. Uh, Beast Boy and Raven are trying to escape. And then Trina's like, let's let them in. So they all walk in and they all lose to Trigon in a similar way that Dick did. Corey ends up killing Raven. Uh, Freaking Hank makes Dawn do heroin. And they both yeah. go into the dark dimension like some fucking wild shit. That was and, weird. And, yeah, that was very weird. And like, why did Dawn go in because of, like, I thought that was Hank shit. Hank was being a bad guy. Like, why did Dawn go in? Because she accepted it? Like, did they do it at the same time? They didn't really show Dawn's, like, darkness. They just said, fuck it, she's dark too. And Wonder Girl ended up going to kill her, uh, the man who set her house, or set her father on fire in their apartment building. That was interesting to see her backstory. But, uh, and then Jason Todd ended up killing Dick. <laughs> who would have guessed that? And that was one of those old Robin shots. And Schubert, I think I'm 100% right. Every time we see Dick Grayson in a Robin costume, it's a flashback. Or a vision. Well, he can't be wearing this Robin costume anymore, so it's I wouldn't burned. be surprised if we... Yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a new Nightwing costume, like, next week. Next episode? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get too hyped, because I don't know. I don't know, because I don't know at the pace they're moving, because episode one didn't give me a lot to go off of. But, so, they ended up losing... So, all of the, the people are on the dark side. Raven is uh, losing. She ends up going to the dark side. Because Beast Boy, they, she thinks, died because Dick, they jumped his ass. Dick, Jason, Corey, Hawk, and Dove all was whipping up on Beast Boy's ass. Beast Boy should have definitely died. <laughs> like, they were all kicking his ass. <laughs> and Jason don't hold no punches. Dick is pretty violent in this show. They were whooping ass. But Beast I will, Boy, I, go ahead. I will say, though, with that, and I think that's what you were about to say, was we did see a new animal for Beast Boy. Thank the freaking stars. Like, let's go, Beast Boy. Progression, baby. You're yeah, no it turned into a, a boa constrictor. You turned into a snake. I dug it. That's, I mean, we need to see more transformations from him because if he's going to be Beast Boy, he has to be Beast Boy. So he transformed into a snake to escape. Um, Raven's evil, but then Beast Boy awakens, touches her hand, brings her out to evil. She ends up controlling her stone because the stone was ended up being, a, in this show, ended up being power that uh, Trigon gave to her. Uh, she ends up breaking the curse or whatever. She walks up to Dick and she's like, Dick, uh, we got to break this curse. Like, you're the boy I saw in my dream, my dream. Like, I hate how they kept bringing up my that That's another reason why there should have been a season finale. Because all the ties yeah. to season mm-hmm. one, it was like, this is season one ties. Like, we need season two stuff. But That was I, where it definitely felt like a finale. I was like, oh my gosh, like, we're talking about this again. I thought we were done with this. <laughs> exactly. Like, Dick already burned the Robinsons. Like, we don't care about that. You showed me a trailer of stuff I care about that we're going to talk about later in the show. But I digress. Uh, she breaks him from the stuff because she ends up bringing him back to the Haley Circus. And she breaks him free of the curse. And then, like, instead of her breaking free everybody else, she just says... All right, Dick and uh, Beast Boy, y'all go watch everybody else. Like, they could do anything. But then they just stay inside. And then she goes up and she's like, I'm going to handle my father. Since when could Raven just be a badass and just be trying like that? Like, I didn't feel like that was earned, Schubert. I don't know if you did. No, I mean, I didn't really think so. I think that was just kind of hurrying things along at that point. We're like, okay, well, she's got powers now. She's going to be a beast. Yeah, and I guess she has control of them because she beat her dad's curse and her dad gave her these powers. Whatever. She ends up, and I don't, does she banish him to a dimension or does she put him in her forehead? I don't know what she does. 
that they didn't I, really make I that. I don't remember. They, I didn't really think I, that I just was saw a portal clear. open. Yeah, like just a portal open and he went through it. Like I don't know what happened. Like so basically he didn't die, he can come back. So I I'm I'm assuming he's gonna come back at some point. Hopefully not for a while, because I did not care about Trigon. We actually got to see his real form. It was Schubert made made a good point. It's Doom Patrol quality CGI. It's, it's just TV CGI. I'm not upset about it. Whatever. I'm over. Yeah, it. I mean it that, is what it is. It is what it is. Basically, the 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 season of last last season's finale ends with uh, Don, Don, uh, Donna Troy, Starfire, Hawk and Dove all going their separate ways. Uh, they have to drop Jason Todd back at the bad cave, and then uh, Raven and Beast Boy are gonna roll with Dick wherever Dick wants to go. And so Donna Troy's like, "If you need anything, let me know." Hawk and Dove are like, "We're not gonna make this happen quite often." And Starfire's like, "I'll catch you up once I figure out myself. I have to figure out myself." But so I think it's gonna go in the order of this. The other think, thing that felt like a season finale. Yeah, no, that everybody was like, "Schubert, that didn't make any sense to me because it's like." Everyone's leaving, but all the trailers showed that everybody's together worrying about the sins of the past. The, the next part that felt like a season finale, the visit to Wayne Manor. Did the, See, I, I think that's a season opener. Let me tell you why. I think, the season, I think last season was supposed to end with them all being on the road. And I think this season was supposed to open with that. Okay, like, I, I guess I could buy that. Like that, I feel like that season opener level. Like I feel like I feel like you're absolutely right. When they leave, that's the end of last season's episode. Like that's the 100 percent end. So and then I there's think, only f- 15 minutes left. Exactly. So we meet Bruce. We meet Ian Glenn. I don't care about his accent. Like I saw some people on Twitter talking about that. I don't give a fuck about it. It's, it's rough. I knew you were going to come in and nitpick about it. I don't care, bro. Let's I'm not nitpicking words. about it. Like It's, it's not bothering me, but it like it's noticeable. It's, I'm listening to Sojora, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sojora it's like in. To me, it feels like it's him trying to do a Sean Connery Bond as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like, that's what I hear. <laughs> and again... Not- it's I okay. People, I don't want people to think we were shitting on this show because we're actually really excited for it. But like, these are just some of the things that season one, episode, season two, episode one gave us some some things to get through, man. Like to get to the good stuff. But I'm 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 liking his relationship with Dick. Let me get serious for a little bit because we see Dick and him have a conversation that we didn't get to see in the animated series. We always knew the tension was there, but we all we didn't get to see them resolve the tension. We saw that the tension resolved after time. This is him slowly resolving the tension. And he goes to Bruce and tells him, like, what you did, I understand it now because it helped me not think about my parents' death. Whether you're right or not, we got to wait and see. And I thought that was very interesting to take their relationship. But he says, I appreciate what you did for me. Yeah, I mean, I really feel like it was an important scene that has never really been explored too much before. At least that's why screen. I liked it. Yeah, no, that's why I really dug that scene. Like I dug I everything this, with Ian. This Glenn. is a really interesting dynamic between Dick Grayson and Batman because it's not an age of Batman that we're used to. Because no. this is obviously a noticeably older Batman. Like I don't know how even, you could incorporate a Tim Drake in this universe. But even though they said that he was just all fighting with the Justice League. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm like, this geezer fighting with the Justice League, like... <laughs> he better have an Iron Man suit, a, a bat suit, like, you know what I mean? Like an Iron Bat. <laughs> he, better, he better be ready. 
You mean this dude's like the Justice League's Oracle? Yeah, some <laughs> the strategist, like yeah. he England not out there fighting with that bad suit. <laughs> Hell no. You telling me this dude's out here fighting Dark Side's minions? <laughs> or, or, or fighting Brainiac? Get out of yeah, here! Yeah, get out of here! No, I'm not buying that. But I do like him as Bruce Wayne. I, I, I I'm not. I'm gonna talk about him as Batman, but I love him as Bruce Wayne for this show and what this show's trying to do. Also, he's and what did did not didn't we call this? I called this. The only reason why he's in this show is to make the funding work, and the funding makes yeah. sense. Like <laughs> he is funding them. Like I knew that he gave them Titans Tower. I thought we we're gonna see a T. We don't necessarily see a T, but he's but basically before we get to that, he's like you're gonna try the Titans thing again, and he's like yeah, he's like well let's to get it started whatever you need i can let me help and he lets him help they move to san francisco that's where this season is going to be located out of we see titan's tower there's a training room so now instead of being a road show we're now this is a titan season i feel like this is the first real titan season where it's like they're in their tower they're going to be doing superhero stuff they're going to be training this is a different show than getting the people together and being a road show, them figuring out who they are. They know who they are now. Now it's time to hone that and make themselves better. I do think there is going to be a little bit of road element with these other characters. Like, I do think we're going to explore a little bit of what Corey's going through. Yeah, definitely. Um, and eventually, Hawk and back- Dagov are going to find their way back to the team as well as uh, Donna. That's what I'm saying. Like, at, it will still have road elements, but we'll ha- whereas in the other season we had nowhere to go, this show will always have somewhere to go back to, a home base. For sure. And I guess, you know, the squad at the moment is Raven, Beast Boy, Robin, and whatever Robin. Dick Grayson decides yeah, to be. <laughs> Dick, yeah, <laughs> you're so right. Robin, Raven, Beast Boy, and Dick Grayson. We're, we're going to call him Dick Grayson until he assumes a mantle because he doesn't have one right now. No, right now he is just Dick Grayson. I thought it was interesting because Dick, see, I, th- I think you're right, Schubert, because there was a time skip. There had to be. Because when they leave, when the season one finale ends, Jason, Raven, and Beast Boy aren't in the car with him. They're not with him. He goes see Bruce by himself. But he said when they, when they were like, who are you going to see? He was like, Batman. He was like, we get to meet him. He's like, no, y'all get to meet Superman. <laughs> I think he actually went go see Superman after his Batman visit, because let me throw in DC lore. Uh, Robin gets his name for Nightwing from Superman. That is a that's a Kryptonian hero. So I thought that was interesting. I think that's an Easter egg. I think you may be right that he might be Nightwing in episode two. Do you think that's possible that we might get uh, a, a flashback? No, I mean like not like necessarily a Superman, like a reference or something of that. Whereas, see, I don't. I don't know how you do it because there's a they have a conversation. Like in the comics, they have a conversation. Now they could be a flashback. Like if you do a flashback, who would Dick be talking to to tell him? Like it, it maybe have to be Donna because she knows about Superman and the Justice League to where they can have a conversation discussing how Dick chose the name. But if this show wants to be ballsy, you have Dick talk to Superman. Yeah, but I mean, like I feel like we would have definitely been told if there was going to be a casting for a Superman. What if they kept it under wraps? I'm just being I'm being optimistic, but I think you're right. We would have known about it, but I just don't know how they do it. I don't know how they because that's where his name comes from, like 100. Sure. percent So yeah. maybe he could explain it to Donna. Maybe he could explain it to Corey, someone he's close to. We'll see. But I think you may be right. I think we get Dick Grayson's costume if not in episode two, definitely episode three. We got to get that on the road. Yeah, it's coming. It's definitely coming. 
But uh, so Corey, she's going to figure out about herself. So we're going to find out more about Starfire's backstory. Uh, and then I guess the last thing that we have to talk about is the introduction of Slade. Oh, wait, wait, wait. oh I'm saving that, bro. That's last. I'm oh. coming through all the characters. Hawk and Dove went off. We don't know yeah, they're like Wonder Girl. So that's that. Oh, and Dick, Jason Todd. Schubert, my prediction of how Jason Todd dies, it's on Dick's shoulders. I told you. Batman asked him to be his protege for a little bit to get him in his the right mind state. Jason Todd's going to die under Dick's watch. And Dick's going to have to deal with the repercussions of that. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they decide to tell that story. I'm so excited to see that and have season three villain be Red Hood. Oh, or they can even do Red X. Make it make it uh, oh, yeah. Titans friendly. Like, let's go, mm-hmm. bro. I'm down for either one. All right, Schubert, like you said, let's talk about the big man and man of the hour. The best part of season two so far, Deathstroke. Can, I say, can I say that I thought the black man was Lex Luthor at first? His brother. Oh, I- Oh no, I didn't. I don't even know who you're talking about. Uh, you don't remember when they when the, when he got back to his real home, how they had a, the, the the butler who was supposed to be his wintergreen, the black dude. No, I don't remember that. You don't remember him with his butler? Mm-mm. Damn. See what? Well, oh, I wish you remembered because I thought that was Lex Luthor. Like I was like, oh, they're going with Black Lex like the com like the uh, cartoon. Let's go! And I thought he was about to hire him for a job, but no. Slade walks into his house. He goes home and he's like, opens up the, the chest and he's like, I got to do it again. Like, we don't know why he's doing it again. But the moment Jason Todd said Titans are back, bitches, that lit a spark in his eye. And he was like, I got to go kill these little fucks. So I wonder what the beef is between Deathstroke and the Titans. I think they killed one of their one of his kids. That's got to be it. Like, there's definitely a connection between, like, what happened with the Titans. I think, like, maybe Jericho. Maybe Jericho, maybe something like that. And I think he harbors the most resentment to Robin. And I think that ultimately maybe why Jason is the one who gets targeted. Gets gets targeted because of just lack of knowledge. Yeah, and be, and lack of knowledge and him mistaking Dick for for Jason. Mm-hmm. You shoot doesn't for the that, suit. Doesn't that put more of a burden on uh on Dick? Dick, yeah. I'm telling you, like I just, I just feel Jason Todd dying at the hands of Slade this season. They've set it up so well. Like, yeah. it, it, it doesn't make sense for him to die from any other person's hand. You, you've already took the blame off of Bruce. You made Dick his mask. You made Dick his, his, uh, I guess his uh, mentor. Batman said, "I want to put him in your care for now. I need you to lead him on the straight of good. If he dies under Dick's care, that's not Batman's burden. That is Dick's burden." And if he dies by Dick's villain, something from the sins of the past with Deathstroke, huh, that's even more of a burden for him to overbear, for overcome. Yeah, man. It's, we'll see how we'll see how they do this. So, when do you think we're gonna see Superboy? I was gonna get to that. Okay, uh, I think they start introducing shit next episode. Well, no, 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 no. Next episode is Rose Wilson. So. I think Superboy's episode five, between be, between like four and six, like at the earliest four, at the latest six. So if we're getting Rose Wilson, then I guess we'll also understand more of why Deathstroke Hates doesn't them. like the Titans, yeah. Or at least we'll, we'll start to get mentions of it, like Dick will think of it like, Dick will have a flashback, but we won't get the whole story. We'll get like part of it. We'll get the Dick side. It'd be interesting sure. if they did it like Dick side, Wonder Girl side, Hawk and Dove side. Yeah. That'd be very and piece them together. 
Also, I think Aqualad's dead too, or so, or he's not. He or he doesn't fuck with him. Yeah, I mean, we. I, I think. I think we'll get to that. Like, I think that introducing Slade is really going to push that we're going to get to know Slade more in this next episode and like his motivations. Also, being that we're introduced Slade. In episode one, this is going to be a season-long villain. We're going to get to know Slade through and through and all the history with him. We're going to have to hate him. The same reason, like, that's that's why I like Slade already better as a villain than Trigon. I had no reason to hate Trigon. Like, all of season one, we didn't get to see Trigon until the end, bro. Like, I didn't, like, yeah, all that Raven shit happened. But, like, that didn't really, like, affect me. Like and he, was, he wasn't really set up except that we just knew that it was impending. Like We were like, it's, okay, well, we know this is coming. Exactly, but like, they're not going to tell us it's coming. It was based off of comic book knowledge and we were hyped for it. But if a normal viewer watched that, they'd have been like, okay, cool. Okay, whatever. you're just going to pop this dude here at the end and like, yeah. and then we're going to have to like not... Wait a whole season. To see yeah, then wait a whole year to figure out what the heck happened. And then you end it so fast that like, does it feel like it was worth it, you know? Yeah. But this feels different. Like, the moment you meet Bruce Wayne, the show feels like a different show. Like, it, a flip, like, like I said, for the first 35, 40 minutes, I was like, what the fuck? Why, why is season two starting like this? But the moment that flip, sw- that, that flip switched, I was like, oh, this is what I was waiting for. Like, like I'm so excited for Asai a, a Gonzalez, his performance as Deathstroke. That's gonna be freaking, and that's gonna be great, man. Like that. Yeah, it's already, good. it's already looking good. Like he's really like convincing. See, and okay, let's talk about this. I'm glad you brought up Superboy. So I think four to six. When do you think? I think. Um, Aside Morales, I'm sorry. It's Aside Morales, not Gonzalez Morales. My my mistake. I think episode three, or no, we're talking about episode Okay, so episode two is going to be more backstory plot. I think episode three, we're going to get more of some of what's going on on the road. Episode four, we're going to get more of coming together. So, yeah, I think like five or six, we start introducing the idea of, of like uh, going after Cadmus. I think like Cadmus maybe becomes like a topic of conversation in like the next few episodes but doesn't really get fully explored until everyone gets there nightwing could be held out till superboy comes in because it can make sense that he goes talk to superman about it another like like an off-camera thing there's like oh man that see we can kind of predict the deathstroke nightwing battle like the the, well the deathstroke dick grayson battle with jason todd but like where superboy falls into this i have no idea where how uh, Beast Boy progress? I have no idea. How Raven progresses? No idea. I'm waiting for Starfire, Blackfire. Like I'm ready for that battle to come. But we we have no idea. But only the only characters we we can understand the dynamics from from this episode is Dick, Jason, and Slade. And that's at a bare minimum. You know what I mean? So they have a lot to unfold to us as these episodes progress. I think we I mean learned a lot about Raven and Beast Boy as well in this episode. Oh, their relationship. Well, their relationship, I think we're pretty much established where Raven is right now as a character in this. She's, you know, pretty much super powerful now. Like, yeah, big she time leveled up. up. Like, definitely looks a lot more like her comic character. Now it's time to just control those powers. Now she has, now she was probably going to want to train. Sure. Yeah. Like, I see her leveled up. Like, now it's time for Beast Boy to really level up. 
Because Raven had her character arc. Now we need a Beast Boy. Like, honestly, this show needs a Beast Boy character arc. I just don't know where it comes from. Yeah, and I don't know when is a good time for it either. Like, because we have to finish Dick's. We fin- we, okay, Raven's was finished in episode one. Dick has to get finished before we finish Starfire's. And Starfire's will get finished from season one in this one with Blackfire in her, in her, in her kingdom. But where do you, how do you, what do you do with Beast Boy? He got the short end of the stick in season one, and it doesn't seem like he has any time in season two either. I feel like it's going to have to be him and de- him developing a relationship with Jason Todd and kind of them doing like some kind of training that uh, see, I'm going to flip it on you. I think he develops in a relationship with Superboy because they showed a lot of pictures with, with uh, Beast Boy and Superboy in the uh, stills that got released. That would work, too. Like, I think he... I, maybe both of them, honestly. Well, that makes me think that you that Superboy comes earlier then. Mm, that then you gotta, we might see Superboy as early as the third or fourth episode. We may see him, but he might not join the team by then. Mm, sure, but I think, yeah. I think he's going to be uh Like, he could be out around. in the streets. Like, he escaped Cat... Like, you know how he escaped Cadmus? He could just be out in the streets and Beast Boy sees him. Sure. Like, in, episode, in the next episode or episode three, and then episode four or five, he, they, they approach him or whatever. Yeah, I can see that. What's another thing? Um, oh. We said Dick's costume. We talked Titans Towers. We talked Jason Todd, Raven, Beast Boy. Starfire is too early to discuss. What do you, how do you think Hulk and Dove plays in this? Do you think it's just more of the old Titans just guard passing the torch? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I don't really know where they play into this anymore. Me neither. And Wonder Girl, I don't know either. Well, I think Wonder Girl could, could, be, could be pretty big. Then Mother type deal with Starfire? Yeah, I just don't know how Hawk and Dove play into this. I really don't. Yeah, neither do I. I don't know their purpose. Like, I don't want to see drugged out Hawk having problems. <laughs> like, I like that guy too much, man. I don't well, I mean, see the, him there's heroin. just—I hate to say it, but there's just really no use for them in that group. Like, especially if you have Donna. Yeah, like they're just humans. Yeah. Like, why? Why do we need two extra humans? Yeah, we already got, you know, Jason the, and Dick, so... We got we got the two best humans we could get that are young. The two yeah. Robins. Like, you guys aren't trained by Batman. You know, just humans. <laughs> Sorry to say it, but Dawn was just in the hospital for a couple weeks. Almost died. Exactly, yeah. Like, they're, they're done. Like, we got Alien, but they're cool. obviously we got Alien not done. Starfire. We got Amazonian Donna. We got Raven, who's like the daughter of this demon that almost killed us. And we got Beast Boy, who can transform into in the humans. We're about to get the daughter of one of the greatest assassins. We got the, the, the adopted children of the greatest martial artist, a.k.a. the best superhero in the DC universe. And then we got Superboy, the, the, the clone of the, the other greatest superhero in the DC universe. Why do we need you to... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their purpose is at this point. Me neither. So Friendship? I guess. Dick's, Dick's key to humanity, but I feel like that's going to be more Donna. Flashbacks? Flash, yeah, true, true, true. Maybe maybe it's a flashback thing. But she's, but but there was a, in the trailer, she said, it's time for you to be like Batman. And she was uh, telling him this. So we're going to see. I don't think Dick takes the Batman suit. I don't. No, neither do I. So... All right, Schubert. Yeah, that's. Uh, would you rate episode one? Are we gonna? Let's not rate it. No, nah, it's not rate them. It's not that it's not, important. Yeah, yeah, it's not. We'll rate the next. But one. I. But um, short. 
I'm, we'll do a full rating for it when you, we get to fully talk about it. But like my initial rating for it, it's in the uh, it's in the the six to seven range. It's just, you know it's pretty good. All right, so yeah, it's just a, a good film. Uh, it's it's a great carryover from the first film that ties in great, and there's some awesome acting performances. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. That's it for this episode. I okay. So I can't wait for Titan season two, episode two, because that's when we get into the shits. Uh, me and Schubert. We'll talk off air whether or not you guys get the review for that this week or next. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure something out. Yeah, but, how, how the pacing of that's going to be. Yeah, but you guys will get a new Pitchett episode this week as well. So be on the Charles that. versus Brooklyn. Charles versus Brooklyn, man. The, the season has started, and me and Trooper are going to finally be in our announcer judge positions. And we're sorry again for not getting you guys an episode on Friday, but you're going to get two episodes this week. We're going to make it up to you guys. Yeah, and I was hearing some mad smack talk between Charles and Brooklyn, so <laughs> y'all better watch out. That's gonna y'all be better watch out. Match. You know, Charles was saying some things about Brooklyn's mom. Now I'm, and you know, <laughs> vice versa. So they're talking smack for this for this wars. Brooklyn thinks he can pummel Charles into the ground. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah, Brooklyn was like. Trying to question Charles' sporting past, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, like, like we're, we're getting we're getting hostile. We're getting real hostile, real personal here. Like, you know, we're just trying to, you know, run, run a podcast network here. You know, and, <laughs> we're you know to play it's games. getting it's getting real competitive, man. Like, you know, it's just the words are being flown, and then we have allegations people, are being made. And see, the thing is, you're hearing from inside the network. You're not hearing with the people outside the network are saying like the competitors that are coming into play they're talking mad smack oh yeah they want to take over yeah so we shall see pitch, pitch is getting intense you guys oh yeah well it's uh it's gonna be crazy well so we'll have that for you next week but Lyndon, what else can they expect from the pros network this week this week uh i believe you guys are in store for a new anime talk if i'm not mistaken you guys should get one i believe I'm- like I'm sure Charles and Josh are going to have a lot to say. Oh, yeah. Y'all do have a new LSU primetime breakdown, a recap of the Texas game last week. Uh, and then you have a new Bros Who Think episode also. Be sure to check that out. One, two. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. New anime talk is next week, not this week. I'm sorry, you guys. Sorry to get you guys' hopes up. No, new anime talk next week. But a new LSU primetime game pre- re- recap of the Texas LSU game out tomorrow as well as the new Bros Who Think pod on Thursday and Pitch It and Bros Who Binge out again on Friday. So be sure to check all that out on the network. You can follow that at Bros Who Think on Twitter or www.brosyouthink.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Ashuber14. So make sure you check out everything that's going on with Bros Who Think and with myself, Lyndon, Brooklyn, Charles, everyone at the network, Justin. Justin's got a lot of stuff going on. So, yeah, Justin will be back fully NBA season. He's working right now in these streets. So shout out to everyone out there associated with the network, and shout out to all the fans. Thank you for listening every week, and we're again wish we could have brought it to you on time this time, but we'll be back on schedule, and we'll be bringing you a, a hot new pitch. It so be pumped. Um, and that's it for this episode. So I hope everyone has a good week. We'll. 
catch up with you in just a, a few more days and uh, keep binging. I'm in over my head